The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchild. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lap one for Sheldon Hutchild. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Quick Time, the podcast. We are back here at the Race K, watching the Chili Bowl on this Wednesday night. Uh, let's check in with the fellas. Brad Brown, man, how's it going? How's your week been? Going well. Um, didn't didn't do a whole lot. Uh, I tell you what, I did w- watch the uh, late models in Vader Speedway on uh, whatever day it was, Sunday night. And, man, I'm not a late model guy, but that was one freaking awesome late feature. Um uh, I've watching the late models at IA Speedway. I was slowly um, becoming more and more impressed with them because they put on a pretty damn good show. But that race between Davenport and and Larson and Shepard and man, it was a pretty awesome race. So I'm gonna uh, I should be dialed into it right now because uh, they're they're about ready to kick off down there. So you know, as, as there is three TVs down here. Josh could actually be a you know a good host and put up the late model race hey, for us. You guys can only see the TV behind me. Do you want me to turn on one of the other TVs over there for if, you? If I had your Wi-Fi password, I could dial it up on my phone. That is true. <laughs> hey, wait, but is Josh Brad, was here. So Brad, Brad, <laughs> you sure you didn't get slowly weaned off of the late model racing after going to the IAD race because you stayed so late? So now you're back <laughs> on to the late model racing again. I don't know what it is, but that was a damn good show, and I'm I'm gonna watch uh, more of it this uh, the next. Uh, I think it's the next ten days. We're still gonna race a couple of days, take a day off, race a couple of days. So yeah, that was that was pretty impressive. Because isn't that race? It's ten grand to win each night with a final night of twenty. Thirty. Thirty. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot more than damn chili bowl. That's for sure. Well, I mean, that's why Kyle's there and not there. No, Kyle, Kyle's there because he wanted to do something different, which. You know what? You won the Chili Bowl. Might as well go run something different. Yeah, but when I would want it, to me, I'd rather be at the Chili Bowl. Way more exciting. Way more just great environment of it's racing. Very exciting, but that race was pretty damn good. And <laughs> and like Kyle, he he said he's raced the Chili Bowl for fifteen years. It's time to find something else to do. And I don't blame him at all. Yeah, and I, it's not about money because he doesn't need ten thousand dollars like you and I do. So he's just going out having some fun, uh, driving a late model. Closer to home, he they live in Phoenix right now. A lot closer to home. Is that where they live? They are, they have I two. It was California for some reason. They have two homes. Well, he's from California. He lives in North Carolina, and he he's got a, 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 a little new, vacation home a down vacation there. A winter home. home. Yeah, a vacation home in, you know, in when, Scottsdale. When you're rich, you can have uh, luxuries like that. So you that's would, what Brandon's got too. He's got a vacation home somewhere. You wouldn't think he would need to charge twenty five dollars for a freaking t shirt. That's, that how, that's how you're rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You that's get them for next to nothing rich. and then you sell them for a lot. I can't imagine how much money he makes on his sprint car t-shirts. He said he doesn't make any on NASCAR stuff because NASCAR that, takes all the NASCAR licensing NASCAR takes fees. almost all of, but like 10%. And so, uh, uh, he makes all of his t-shirt money on the, the, the stuff, the merch that he sells with the sprint car fans and late models. You know, we give Larson all this crap about not being at the chili bowl, but you, no one's bringing up that Christopher Bell isn't there. And Dirt Tracker was saying that he's heard that 
the NASCAR team he races for, Joe, Joe Gibbs, Gibbs, doesn't want him doing dirt stuff. I right can now. I can one hundred and ten percent confirm that because uh, there was one year Jeff Gordon was at Knoxville Nationals and Denny Hamlin was there, who also drives for Joe Gibbs, and uh, Denny was scoping out one of the uh, one of the little sprint cars out there. I'm like, Denny, when are you gonna when are you gonna jump in one of these? He goes, and I quote. Joe would shit a brick if he knew I want if I wanted to run one of these. Why is that? I mean, uh, Kyle Larson says it gives him a, an advantage running dirt and running all these different things. Only I would one think reason. that would be the same reason. There's only one reason. Oscaloosa, Iowa, Tony you, Stewart. You get hurt in a sprint car, you can't race NASCAR, and there are millions of dollars they got to answer to with sponsorship and and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's the only reason they don't want him to race uh, on the dirt. When when Tony got hurt out there in Oski when he broke his leg, you know how much he screwed up that NASCAR shit. Yeah. So he was still racing NASCAR when that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Oh. All the sponsorship commitments, all the all the money that the uh, what Home Depot at the time I think it was right, probably. maybe they had to get a backup driver who wasn't even close to Tony Stewart, so the the sponsor suffered. Um, they had to, Joe Gibbs had to answer to uh, sponsors products. Uh, everything and and uh, by tony getting hurt it just and one could argue that tony never really returned to pre-injury status after that because he he never dominated after that and then you got some teams like hendrick that with kyle larson lets him run and if you listen to uh, alex bowman's talk in tulsa last night he goes when kyle got the okay i kind of piggybacked off that so i went up to hendrick and like hey you think i could maybe run some of these dirt races too so it's just you know philosophies of each team. I mean, if you're you're yeah. spending millions of dollars to run a cup car, you know you gotta kind of listen to what the boss has to say. Well, it can it, also be in your contract too that hey, you know if I get hurt, in this, hey, it's but, just like an NFL contract. Uh, some contracts say hey, you can't go jet skiing because it could you could or shoot yourself. off fireworks. Yeah, well, um, drawing a blank. Uh, Brett, Brett, uh, baseball player for third baseman for the Royals years ago. Uh, George Brett. George Brett. Kevin Seitzer. George Brett, he had a, a... George Brett was the first baseman. He had a clause in his... Uh, George Brett was in third. He was the first baseman. He, he originally was the first baseman. He had played anyway, yeah, see. He was he was not allowed to ride bulls because uh, um, he was a, a, like a cowboy type, and he couldn't ride bulls because uh, he couldn't get, didn't want to get hurt. You need to put some more pine tar on that bullhorn, and he might <laughs> no be able to stay on. <laughs> he had enough chew in his mouth that you could tell he was a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was... But yeah, that's the only reason is they they can't allow him to get hurt. Well, we heard from him a little bit, Josh. I mean, we didn't, we didn't check in with you. I mean, <laughs> how's how's my week? Yeah, how's your week going? <laughs> it's going great because tomorrow I get to go down to Tulsa, so that's what I'm more excited. Something going about. on in Tulsa? There's just this little race going on, you know. That the big names aren't showing no, up. I never so, heard of it. You know, but no, I'm. I've been there. Been there. I mean, I've gone there for years and years. And I, I don't need to go there. Well, as I'll as Brandon like, is sporting his, no, you can't see this, but he is sporting a Chili Bowl T-shirt. So. He he's trying to show me up with a what two thousand eight eight chili bowl shirt. So if I buy one this year, I'm just farther ahead, of, like behind you, I guess. Behind years. <laughs> but I did see that down at the got ripped off on your tickets too. Yeah, I did get ripped off on my tickets. But I did see that Knoxville has a thing where they're selling programs, old vintage programs. So. I was going to go look at those and see what year was the last year I went and what was the first year I was going to, if they have them for sale, I might actually buy that and put it up at the, the race cave here. But it'd be interesting to see when I stopped and when I started 
as far as years. But since you're going down, bring me back one can of that Sp- Swindell Speed Lab. Oh, I'm buying drink. a case of that to bring back. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay you for a, a can. I want to. Josh it. needs to stock up his healthy refrigerator now. <laughs> it's yeah. mostly healthy, so there yeah. you go. Instead of being four shelves of Mountain Dew, we got water, Gatorade, <laughs> G2, and Mountain one Dew. shelf of Mountain Dew. Yeah. One one shelf of Mountain Dew. That was I. Ever since I, got I can't th- quit cold turkey, but I'll, 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 I'll dive off a little bit. <laughs> Ever since I got sick back in December with a stomach ache, I just haven't wanted to drink Mountain Dew. And my wife, pure sugar. My wife jokes that that's probably why I got a stomach ache really bad. And it sounds bad, but she goes, well, how many do you drink? She only sees what I drink here. <laughs> and <laughs> Good thing, because I, well, I know you at work and there's a... So I at least drink four at work. Four Bottle, bottles or cans? No, cans, cans. 12 ounces. I'll come home and I'll usually drink two that night but during football he's Sundays, a six pack a day kind of guy sundays i could drink i was adding it up one day one day i think i drank 10 because no I'm, I'm drinking it like water it tastes like lemonade for me at the end you know as i've weaned off it now a little bit it now i it finally starts to taste like mountain dew but you drink so much of it it tastes like lemonade. you know years ago i was drinking six to eight cans of uh, pepsi in a day I switched cold turkey, went straight to diet Pepsi, and that's really the only thing I changed. I lost 12 pounds, and that's only because I switched to diet Pepsi instead of Pepsi. That's how much sugar just and how many calories. Just imagine how much weight you would lose if you just started drinking water. You know, I started drinking water, and the joke was this weekend. So my weekend consisted of my daughter thinking it would be funny because she knows how much I hate water, is let's try out different water. See if there's a water you like. So she did like a taste test with me, and she's like, all right, rate one to 10. And I think everything was like a four. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I go, it just doesn't taste. I need something to give me some sort of taste. And, but I don't like the, she's like, well, you just get the things that you spray into the drinks it's to make good. it, but it uh, tastes worse. Yeah, you get that aftertaste that goes in your throat. No, thanks. I've never drank so much coffee and water in my life as I have the last 17 months. Well, according <laughs> to Brad in Hickman, Nebraska, there is no place that sells coffee after Six o'clock? Even you go to a coffee shop and they don't sell coffee. <laughs> I'm surprised the gas station's still open after six o'clock here in hey. this town. Jeez, I'm surprised you can even get to a gas station with all this damn construction around Oh, here. they added more construction, I too. saw that. Yeah, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it's a... I, I, I'm not a big water fan, but if it's ice cold, I can drink it. But if it's just lukewarm, uh, if it's room temperature, I'm not a big fan. But uh, so Brad's I, over I, here sipping on some sweet tea. I drink uh, no sweets, all straight. I, I don't put sugar in no? anything. Really? No? Yeah. It's all straight. No no sugar in my coffee, no sugar in my tea. I drink Do you put diet, creamer diet in your coffee? A tad bit, not much. Okay. My, my wife puts I, 10 tablespoons of creamer in hers. 10? I put milk For a normal in. So, so your wife likes uh, her coffee like she likes her men, Puerto Rican. Hey, I'm not Puerto Rican. <laughs> Who said she likes you? Wait, is that that guy that comes over after I leave? Wait a minute. <laughs> Pool boy. No, I, I, I use milk in my coffee. I don't use creamer. Actually, it makes sense. This is probably our, our guy that mows our lawn. That's probably why my lawn doesn't get mowed. <laughs> Brandon's face, like, no. <laughs> I could go in so right, many no. different directions. We're off the rails here. Quick times no, racing I, podcast. I, I do plan on bringing back some of that. Is it called Victory? Victory sports drink or victory victory something. fuel fuel yeah. get it right you want to you it's it's kind hey, of you want to have Kevin here, on the podcast you can't even you know here, here's my pimp thing. his product correctly okay we got a race car driver that designed a a sports drink 
Yeah, we got Gatorade, who's a sports drink specialist. How does how does uh, how how did this come about? Because you know he did not design the, the ingredients. Somebody he had to get somebody to work with him. Right, to he, design didn't, this. he didn't. He didn't come up with the recipe. Yeah. And obviously, they they kept most of the sugar. Are you sugar sure? Out. Swindell Speed Labs not in here mixing a little bit of a little H two O, a little bit of a fluoridic acid, a little bit of yellow H two coloring, That's and true. That's all it takes. The mad scientist that is Kevin Swindell. Wait, yeah, I like his, his reasoning for it was so that way kids have something that's like NOS. NOS ain't good for you. Well, this is nothing like NOS, though. That's what I mean. But when you say you're comp- he's comparing it to well, that. I think, didn't he say that because now he's not very active, he didn't want the sugar, so he needed yeah. something that, well, there's, oh, there's Gatorade Zero, there's Gatorade G2. There's a lot of drinks out there that have no sugar in it. Yeah, I have and one Gatorade that has so, no sugar. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanna, I'm anxious to try it. I want to try it. But right now you can't unless you're buying it right from Swindell Speed Labs. I'm not going to mail order it and make them ship a, a case up here. That's so. probably not very cheap. Uh, so we'll just tell Josh to bring us back some. Yeah. No different. Last I, time I went down to Oklahoma area, I came back with hard. I just want one can. I want to taste it. And that's it. Although their tumblers look pretty damn cool, too. They had well, a did you see that? Ga- is it the gas tank or whatever on that midget that looks like a bottle of that? Uh, oil tank. Is it oil, is tank? oil tank? Why do you look at me like that? Brand's giving me this look like you're dumb. (laughs) Parts on a race car Josh knows nothing about. (laughs) Nope. He can cover it with the sticker. Yeah, but who has to take apart the race car for he can cover it with the sticker? Brandon does. That would be me. (laughs) Hey, can I take this bolt out? Your front end's going to fall out if you do that, bud. (laughs) That's okay. Brandon will fix it. I'll fix it. He just hits print. That's pretty much (laughs) what he does. I do nowadays. I don't even install it anymore. It's great. Yeah, so I'm excited for you to go down there and experience the next Two days of the chili bowl. Just hope you don't get the chili bowl flu. So I did. I, I countered that. I bought the gummies yesterday. So okay. I have I have a big old thing of gummies. So you're gonna be you, hiring a kite for two days? Is that what that is? No. I don't tell my brother that because no. I told him he, he wants some C B D gummies, Josh, is what we're talking gummies about. Okay, no, I don't have those. You got the gu- I got the, the airborne, whatever. Yeah, so uh, so take your airborne. Mm. Little 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 vices. I've never gotten sick while I've been down there. Take your airborne, which I didn't. I never did, but I always started off the day with orange juice, get some okay. vitamin C, and right. drink plenty of Gatorade and water. Don't drink any soda or stay away from the sugar and shit. Now you, you pussies, just go. So what did fun. you drink, Brad, while you were down? I here? drank so much Bud Light that it wasn't even funny. <laughs> I I, I hacked it out. <laughs> I've done that too. I've done that too. Yeah, but that was in- at the, at the racetrack. That's all I did. As I, I was water and that's and Gatorade. That's when I was drinking. A Waffle House at 2 a.m. Yeah, I mean, that Waffle House at 2 a.m., definitely that's the cure for get it about, right there. Get about, yeah, because there's, not a, there's, it all there's not a germ that's not in there, so you're, <laughs> you're already... And then yeah, get a little bit of sleep, breakfast, go right to the track, and uh, uh, I did drink all day when I was at the Chili Bowl, so... You know, one thing we are going to go see is the RC Chili Bowl that's down there, like the radio control, because yeah. there's a local guy, Brandon Haichu, who's whose dad, Keith Haichu, uh, he's down there. He always does well. I think he's made the A main down there, and they have even more cars in that. I mean, so it'd be kind of cool just to see that because I think it's in the building next to it. But yeah, I uh, there used to be a slot track, a slot car track that we would always go to. But you know, I I didn't know the slot car track, yeah. slot track, slots, slots, slot car. Is that that bar? Um, you know what Tulsa Tulsa is spelled backwards, right? A slut. A slut. I can't spell anyway, so that ain't going <laughs> to Anyway, work. to get back to my story, apparently there's a museum there, 
and uh, a guy owns his own ra- racing museum, and there's a bus that leaves from. The, yeah, I the, saw. I saw Brian yeah. Holbert make a post about that, and they did something with uh, Route 66 yeah. going out there too. So that, I mean, and I heard that museum is pretty amazing, but uh, I don't know how long the tour is or anything like that. But uh, um, I don't. And you know, honestly, your day is pretty full. If you're gonna if you're gonna get there Friday for the race, you got to get there. If you want to watch hot laps, you got to be there by four. I mean. Well, so. and plus we want to see the expo. I'm assuming that'll take us some time. Just oh, yeah. do, no. do the expo during track prep times. Oh, don't do it during. I the... mean, you can do it before, but if you want to watch the accident on the racetrack, go watch Just... that. And then during track prep, you're not watching anything. So either wander the pits, talk to people, go check out the expo. Can you get to it from the pit yeah. area? Yeah, it's so like on Thursday yeah. when I'm there. I you can, can go walk. If you have a there. pit badge, you can get anywhere. So right. except for in a seat, except for in a car. But when I have my stand ticket you can go in the expo i yeah. still can go yeah, yeah. you just can't get in the pit area yeah, you just can't right. get in the pit okay that works yeah they would i mean they're selling everything there anymore when i went there wasn't very many exhibits there there was a, a company that sold racing gear a guy that sold helmets and then a, a thun, thunderhead thunderhead rate on t-shirts and stuff Some t-shirts simpson I, always has a big a big display I there keith coons has a booth there too yeah he does there's some of the drivers, selling, have, drivers. selling their shirts and stuff but I I, uh, I still have that Thunderhead sweatshirt that I have. It's a it was pretty cool and it's like God, it's got to be 15, 20 years old. And I still wear. You it. liked it because it just had a sprint car on it, not yeah. fancy. And it was just a sprint car, embroidered sprint car, and they said, I think it's Thunderhead, Thunder Thunder. Didn't something. they sell those at nationals too before? I don't know. I think I've seen those in Man, the uh, thing. But yeah. So. Yep. But yeah, uh, other topic I have is the visas and. Uh, uh, hey. Boy, I'm not doing good with these places. <laughs> Australia. Australia. <laughs> Australia. Aussie. So Brad had said Australia. in our pre pre meeting stuff is uh supposedly their visas they're trying to get isn't what they should be getting and the if government you want a, is getting involved. If you want a tourist visa, go down there and be a tourist. If you want to go out there and work and make some money, get a get a proper visa. Yeah. And the uh, press release for Aaron Reitzel. Uh, that his tour has been canceled in the press release. They think that somebody from America or, or somebody ratted on him and told the Australian government that him, Brad Sweet, and there was one other guy going down there. Hod. Hodgechild. Hodgechild yeah. They were going down there as part of their job and their career to make money, and so that's why their visas were not uh, approved because uh, they don't allow that. So, so what's um, the, hold on, what's the difference of going down there hypothetically – Going to the casino and you win, it's not a job. Five not, grand. It's just because now, it's a job. Now, if you're a gambler and you're a professional like gambler, a poker that player be, or something, yeah, that'd yeah. Be, if you're entering a professional tournament, that'd be a different thing. But if you're but, just going on there and on vacation and on a holiday and you happen to stumble in a casino, drop in your quarter on the slot machine and hit the jackpot, then nothing they can do. That's about your that. lucky day right there. Whereas, is it maybe they tax the money that you earn? I'm sure any government is going to tax any money if you yeah, earn it, yeah, win it, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure you're getting taxed both ways, And too. you're probably getting taxed with it when, as you bring it back to the United States. Right. They get paid a good deal to go down there and race. It's not just personal. Don't you usually get a uh, thing just for showing up, too? A lot, of, a lot. Of, I, I, I don't know, but I would assume the American guys go are getting paid to show up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, like I said, if you're there to make money, just get the proper visa. It's pretty I don't want to be an asshole, but... It's kind of unfortunate because there are several drivers down there right now from America that are winning races, and 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 so they beat the system or something because they're they've been down there since early. Or they uh, could have got the, the the other type of visa. Who knows? Yeah, you know that'd be a good question for our guest next week that we're gonna have is because 
the person that we had come next week is he went down and raced in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what type of visa he applied for when he did it. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Cause I would be, I guess I'm more curious to see what, how it all works. Like how you, you get a visa, how the money side of it, what if you make no money? You know, it does it really, would have really mattered to do all this work to not make anything. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> I'm not a governmental lawyer, so I don't yeah. really give a yeah, shit. That, that's a question for uh, somebody that's way smarter than I am. All right. Uh, well, a more a little funner topic. Back to the women in racing is Kaylee. Kaylee versus Jade. Do you feel like Jade has finally maybe made the jump or showing that she's making the jump to be the top female out of the race, the USAC group? Let me go first. Or you go first. I'm. I'm going to say. I don't yes. care either way. I mean, they're both talented race car drivers. Both, yes, they are. They're both very talented. I think just just by going what I saw yesterday in yesterday's race, Kaylee looked like she got a little flustered and intimidated when the racing got tight. She jumped the cushion a couple of times, but Jade, she looked smooth. She looked good. She looked aggressive because she slid based in a couple times. She did jump the cushion once or twice, but gathered it right down and right back and took off. I was more impressed. I was impressed with both of them. Don't this is this is not a knock right. on Kaylee. It's not at a all, knock on either one. But I was a little bit more impressed with Jade last night uh, and her being 16 years old and and going to go up against a World of Outlaw sprint car driver in Baston. I was really impressed with her, and uh, so I'm going to say that that today Jade's got a little bit more of an advantage of maybe getting that first USAC sprint car or midget win over Kaylee. Well, Keith Coon said on a different podcast that this this week that. You know, he was talking about, they asked him about Kaylee, about how, you know, her progression, how she's gotten way better than what she was. She's being more consistent of a driver. He said before, you know, the middle of last year, she was basically, Toyota was going to pull her, wasn't going to give her a sponsorship anymore. And ever since then, she's taken the initiative to be a better driver, to focus more on what she's doing. And it shows. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Chili Bowl is the Chili Bowl. You're probably amped up full of nerves. We found that out with Dason in his feature last night. But to me, they're, it's almost 1A, 1B. I feel like those two are the females that you're going to see one of them to come through at the end. And I think they're both in great rides to do that. Well, it's clearly in the, in the midgets, you got to be very aggressive. And uh, again, last night, Jade just looked more aggressive. Uh, she was throwing sliders. She was bumping bumping tires she was not backing down from anybody and and uh um i think kaylee has gotten to that point last year after who knows the halfway mark or whatever yeah i think she got more aggressive and it showed on the track and she got better results from it so uh i think that uh, those two are both very impressive and and i kind of hate to see people say it's uh, a, a really good female sprint car driver, a midget driver. Right now, in my opinion, they're they're really good midget drivers, and uh, uh, I'm, so I'm excited to watch them and see how this ends up on Saturday night with them. You know, as a kid watching it, you probably don't even know. You don't know one's a female, one's a male in that car. You're just looking at who's who's good, who's fun to watch. And she last night was not scared of anything. Jade is who I'm talking about, yeah. and it it was just kind of really neat because she seems like she's a very laid back personality. And she doesn't have a high or a low. It's just kind of even keel. Whereas I feel like, like Taylor and and Kaylee, they kind of have a little bit. You know, Taylor, they're more they're more vocal about their how they're doing. Yeah, they're more outgoing. Right. Now I will say, Kaylee last year 
when she made the A, uh, she worked for it in the B to get to the A, and so she was elbows she up. She was a very badass yeah. in the B main last so, year, 10th to yeah. third or whatever it was to lock herself in. So it's probably not fair to Kaylee to compare the two just from last night's race, but because Kaylee can be very aggressive, and she showed that last year. She showed that in the so, Silver Crown race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. She was very impressive in that silver. Crown. Everybody putting around the bottom. She's high, wide, that, and handsome out there on the outside. That was an awesome race, absolutely. So maybe my comments were pretty, uh, not very accurate about her aggressiveness. Hey, nothing on this podcast is accurate, by the way. <laughs> what? Especially since I'm on it. She can't be pretty accurate. <laughs> you said it. Aggressive. So. But and then what do we think of the Birch car going down there, Marcus Kennedy? Tearing it up, they got it back together, and it was back Birch out car the, or Grout car. Well, it's technically it's owned by Birch now. I think he bought it, so to me, I would say it's Birch's car. But for them to that car looked beat up. I mean, it's a rental car, so I mean, well, and I texted Rodney Drought, and he said that he said I go, what all was broken? And he goes, what wasn't broken on that? He goes, I've never had to do so much work in my life. <laughs> it's like it's just interesting. It's just very cool at this event how the cars can get tore up and they're back out there even when they get the i mean if you look at kofoy's car when he tore it up last night i mean they had the front whole new front end ready to go if they just had a little bit more time i think they might have got it done same with uh um bowman uh, bowman he they were like (laughs) one bolt away from being pushed back out there so it's too bad that there wouldn't have been an immediate caution on the restart but uh, it is what it is and uh well then you have tanner holmes though tanner holmes I mean, he had a little bit, probably technically more time because they had to fix the fence, but they, I mean, they thrashed, got that car right back out there, and I think he finished top 15 or so. I mean, he still had a good night, even though, you know, a lot of his bars were taken off and stuff like that, but it just shows that when you have a good crew that knows what they're talking about and good communication, it gets done, I mean, at a good, quick pace. I wish I could hear what Sammy is talking about because he looks like he's pouting. Why has he got glasses on? So we can see. <laughs> Haven't you seen him race the last year or two? He, you he know keeps, what he's saying right now. He keeps Little missing pisser. the bottom and he keeps Piece missing the cushion. He he can't see the groove. And so he's so he went out to Arizona in the fall and he read, uh, ran that red 01 car and uh, he finished third. And uh, uh, he tweeted about how it's amazing how he's got glasses now he can actually see the he's, track. You know, he's out there probably bitching about some rich kid who just, you know, bought a pit pass and, and can race. Well, he's not looking very happy, that's for sure. I mean, he, did you see his heat race? I wouldn't be happy either yeah. with that performance. He yeah. looks old. <laughs> like, I don't, he doesn't normally look that old to me, but the, the glasses make This is coming old. from a lifelong Sammy Swindell fan. He needs to retire. He's not, he's better, he's better than half the drivers are. But he is not Sammy anymore, and and it's kind of embarrassing to be honest with you. Yeah, but you think it's because he is doesn't it, want to fade away in the sunset type thing. He still wants to be a part of well, racing in general. According to a tweet that I saw from his ex-wife Amy, uh, he just doesn't know anything else. Yeah. <laughs> all he knows I mean, is if, racing. That's all you done. That's all you done. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it. If Kevin didn't have his injury, Kevin would be racing. I mean, he wouldn't be in the probably the situation he is now he might be a hired gun as opposed to a guy that just you know be a nine-time yeah, champion nine time. yeah right be, yeah absolutely but i think the the circumstances helped that that made it what it was whereas sammy he's never had a bad enough wreck to make him not want to do it or people what? pull money what what 
What? What's the worst? Have you seen him hit the pace car? I've seen him hit lots of <laughs> things. Push truck? Hit the push truck. Did you see him hit the push truck? No. It broke both of his hands. He couldn't race because his fingers were mangled and, and stuff. Josh is a new race fan here, folks. Yeah. He doesn't no. know the whole no. He, whole he's lot. had some pretty badass crashes. But what I'm saying is that hasn't shooken him to not want to do it. You know what I mean? Like you can you can say like a bad wreck. Like we had a kid that worked for us that he his dad didn't get why he stopped racing because he wanted him to race and he had one bad wreck at the shootout. So I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, I don't think Sammy's ever had that yeah. moment of, I just call those pussies. Nothing. Well, would do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different because Sammy, this is Sammy's career. You don't just quit your career. Whereas your friend probably worked at some company here in town and that he was hot. He was moonlighting. I and mean, he, he, racing, worked, he, he was for, racing for fun. It was, he yeah. wasn't racing for a job. Yeah, it was, so it was a micro. So that's, com, that's completely different. There's very few dry, professionals that you've ever seen quit because, because they got into a crash and, and it scared them. But if you do get scared, that's when you've got to hang that's up your when, helmet. That's when it's time to go. Yeah, yeah. See, but my question is when you have a guy like Stu Snyder who says he's not going to be really racing as much the next year, I have a feeling he'll be back two years later. And wanting to race because that's yeah, just there's in your a difference blood. between wanting to race and, and not doing it. I think with a, with a, with a guy like Stu, he's going to put his focus into cruise, right? So he's going to get his racing fix fix in that way. So I mean, I mean, he's sometimes he, your priorities priorities do change. He did say he came in this week this week to look Billy at Alley. colors for his car. Billy Alley's priorities yeah. changed. Yeah, but like Stu came in this week, and I've never seen him and heard him talk like he was talking about cruise about the next generation coming up and excited well, for it. You know? Ryan Roberts, he's hardly racing anymore because he's getting his kid going. Yeah. So uh, priorities definitely change. And I mean, you got to do, do what you got to do. And once again, these guys, Stu, Ryan, Billy, they all race for fun Yeah. for right. the most part. Yes, they make a little bit of money out there, but they're not grinding up and down the World Outlaw Trail, the All-Star Trail or, or whatever, you know, doing it for a living. You know, one thing I did here, uh, Buddy Kofoy said he's going to race 80 sprint car races this year. And then Ryan Timms, who said he's running 60, it blows me away the amount of races these guys are doing compared to years, yesteryear, of what it used to be. I mean, Buddy's like, I'm easily over 100 races. Ryan's, I'm at 100 races total mm -hmm. with everything. And it's, it's very cool to see that there's more events for it, but... Well, the, the outlaw schedule used to be over a hundred races a, a year. Right. Now with rainouts and stuff, they didn't get a hundred, but a uh, hundred and four scheduled shows, you get eighty three of them in. But back in the day, they could race anywhere they wanted to, not just an outlaw race. So, so not those guys, contracts. those guys are racing four days, four times a week, and stuff. So, when are we ever going to see the true who or who's going to follow the outlaw tour? Are we not going to see that till you just saw last starts? year, Brent Marks. What? You just saw last year, Brent yeah. Marks. He, no, I'm he saying, did a true outlaw tour, Brent Marks. No, that's not what I, I Sorry, I changed the subject. It was who, like, when are we going to actually see what teams committed to the World of Outlaws this year? Yeah. It seems like it's taking teams a lot longer to well, say, yes, I'm coming. Out your options. Just like, like if, what Brad Sweet was saying. He's waiting to get some clarification on the on the. Uh, I watched on the rules. Uh, David Gravel's YouTube station. I think he tapes on Tuesdays and he still said just in his last one that they're waiting for the schedule, the world of outlaws to confirm what, what counts towards those four or eight races that they're allowed to run before they commit. Now, Brett Marks, he just committed to the high limit tour yesterday. I think. I mean, he committed to the high limit so, tour when it was announced, yeah. you know, but so, he's just reconfirmed that, that decision. So right there. I mean, and Rico's confirmed, 
Um, Justin Peck is Larson, confirmed. Peck is Peck is confirmed. So um, the high limits are going to get a big, a big a bunch of commitments for the twelve. But it'll be interesting to see which outlaws decide to hang on go that direction. Oh, up and over we go. That was a little wreck. They can tip those over, and those two can start yeah. racing again. Those were nothing. <laughs> no front ends broken on that. But, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But did you guys see that Dale Blaney is coming out of retirement? Well, supposedly sprint car drivers never retire, but Dale Blaney is going yeah. To look at Samus Wendell get back into a seat. Uh, this His brother's doing year. pretty well, Dave. Yeah, in some of those so sprint car races. Dale's been gone for a couple of years. Uh, I think he got hurt, broke his broke his hand or arm, and he missed uh, missed the end of one season and just never got the back. Low rider, and yeah, just never got back into the. But it, the, the uh, Sprint Car Limited um, tweeted that he's back this next year. But you got to buy a subscription to the SprintCarUnlimited dot com in order you don't to read, have one, read it. No, I had a one year and it was really good, but I don't take the time or make the time to read all those articles that he publishes. He does a great job with his website. Reading is hard. I just Very. don't, I just don't have the time to, to read all that stuff. So it was a kind of a waste of my $40 and I think it might even be 30 now, but, uh, um, he's got great content, man. He, he do gets, a podcast too, but yeah. I never see it. must be part of what you pay for. I'm assuming. Cause I yeah. have to not find sure. it on, and they have some pretty good guests on there, but so yeah, it's a um, he does a great job. But yeah, he just announced this afternoon that Dale Blaney is going to be racing again. Uh, and say year. what? At, uh, what? Oh, I guess you got to read, read the article for the capacity of what. Yeah, is it just a PA or Ohio deal or something yeah. like that? I'm going to say it's probably a, a limited all star. I forget what it said, like 40 races. It might be a, a, the majority all star. So head to head, who wins, Dale Blaney or Sammy? Today, Dale yep. Dale Blaney. Even though he hasn't raced in however many years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Sammy really has dropped off. Yeah, I mean Dale's not a bad driver by any means, but coming out of retirement to race and well, you're just look at I mean. Sammy last year at the Knoxville Nationals uh, in the D feature, I think it was. Uh, he was going in. He was making his car as wide as it could possibly be. He cost Ryan Roberts a transfer spot into the, I believe it was the C feature, because Ryan was flying on the cushion, and Sammy would enter low and slide up across the track and come out high, and it was just crossing everything up. And and he just he looks good for about two or three laps, and it looks like he just falls out of the seat. So. Um, I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm a huge, huge Sammy fan, and it just it pains me to watch Sammy race right now because he's just not competitive at all. You know what really pains me, Brad? Talk to me, Johnny. The fact that we got to take a break and pay some bills. <laughs> Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world, featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport, and great one-on-one -on -one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers, or get your subscription today at dirtempiremagazine.com. Hey guys, Stan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it and we just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on, there's a giant crack across it. That doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless. In just a couple of days of turnaround, I can easily get your laptop screen replaced. And usually it's for a pretty reasonable price. Don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a 
broken screen on it. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641, or shoot me an email, tailoredcomputersandrepair at gmail.com. I'd be glad to give you an estimate on how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen. At Charter West Bank Mortgage Center, we know that it's more important now than ever to find a smart mortgage that fits your needs. We're locally owned, and Charter West Bank Mortgage Center is a leader in Nebraska mortgage lending for first-time home buyers and all types of loans. Our local mortgage team at Charter West is here to help. Give us a call. Charter West Bank Mortgage Center. Nebraska-born, Nebraska-owned, Nebraska values. Charter West Bank, the power of the eagle. Equal housing lender. You are listening to Quick Time the podcast. We were back back after paying some uh, some bills there. Actually, we just didn't have anything to talk about, so <laughs> we need to take a break, regroup a little bit, uh, guys. Let's talk about uh, three three sixty sprint car racing here in Nebraska. You know, we've been saying for a while now that it's kind of on its life support and kind of kind of a dead deal. But uh, surprise to all of us, the Malvern Bank three sixties released a schedule, and the big name was on there. Big name. Eagle Raceway. Eagle freaking Raceway. Having 360s back. They said it would never happen again. But you know what? This year, four tens and 360s at the high bank third mile. I mean, it's like a, a dream come true that, that we all been waiting for. I mean, it's very, very cool to see that. Um, like you guys say every week when we talk about it, how many cars are they going to get for it by the end of the night? What would be your guess? Uh, Sunday, September 10th, uh, end of the season stuff at Knoxville. Um, we're talking about the Stewart Alley Memorial Race, $5,022 to win. Uh, being actually promoted by a new promoter, Tyler Perry, in uh, Tyler Perry Enterprises. You know, as far as car count, I think you're going to get a, you're going to get a decent car count out there for that one. It's like I said, it's the end of season. Uh, Knoxville's done. You'll get some guys, I think, coming down for that, especially for that pay. I mean, We'll definitely get guys that want to race to be a part of it, and to be a part of Stewart Alley's race. 522 to start, so that's for a 360 race. That's pretty respectable, too. And I, I do know uh, there might be more money added in from another person. That's a rumor I've heard. So I hope so. That definitely will help boost the confidence of more guys to come to the track or come to that race. At that time of year, there's two things that will determine car counts. Uh, one... If people have shit left to race. One, exactly, is... <laughs> do do people is the used tire used used tire pile a lot bigger than the new tire pile, <laughs> and uh, um, then is there any other competition as far as races in the area? And there shouldn't be at that point. Knoxville's done. Um, I don't know anything about South Dakota. Really, they should all be done pretty much. So hopefully, we can get some South Dakota cars to come down. We're they're usually good for. Uh, about five cars, and so if we can get some Knoxville guys to come over. Um, but at that point, maybe uh, hopefully we can get five or seven cars from Knoxville. Um, we get our our friends from Missouri to come up. Um, I would I would be ecstatic for twenty four or five cars for three sixties, and the same with the four tens. I want to see a full field, and and that I full field that. is twenty twenty four cars. Uh, I'll be a happy man if if twenty four cars show up, and so. Um, the deal is now, 
Every, everybody says Roger hates sprint cars. Roger hates sprint cars. Well, he has booked two sprint car shows. Now hey, it's up hey, to, hey. Roger books a sprint car show me, every every me, weekend. Let me that, finish my <laughs> statement. There it is. <laughs> now it's up to the fans to show up and, and, and put up and shut up and, and show up for them races and support them like they need to. You know, that's what it's going to come down to, to keep keep having these races out. Not the only the fans, but the, the cars need to show yeah, up for this stuff, yes. too. Absolutely. Well, but isn't it, I had heard that in that Roger Hayden interview that we had listened to, that he is stepping away from a lot of that stuff. Maybe it's Racine that's wanting to see more sprint cars or be more involved with that side of the racing. It's possible. Well, only if there was a podcast, you know, that would get him on. Listen to the front stretch. We should get Roger on. That would be, that'd be fun-ish. Fun-ish? Fun-ish. I'm sure Brandon wouldn't say anything and me and Brand, me and Brad might say a little bit more <laughs> but you know the the track is an awesome track uh, everybody always squawks big time about how exciting racing is at, at eagle with the 360s and the 410s we have a 360 show and we have a 410 show it's time for our the fans to show up and yes we do need some teams to show up because i don't know where you're going to get 25 cars on a tuesday night uh, in the summertime uh, to for the 410s i think tour. i think I think the high limit show is going to be a good field of cars. Well, yeah, you know, we thought that too. Uh, and just they were because a, of the, what, what's behind it. You got well, Kyle Larson and Flo racing behind the, behind the ordeal. You're going to get probably 10 to 12 Knoxville cars coming down. I'm thinking no, when well, you also no. got Ryan Timms, you said he'd be there. You're going to get guys that, but you know, you know think back a couple of years ago, I 80 hosted that dirt classic race that paid 20,000 to win. And we didn't even get 20 cars there. And that was on a weekend. Uh, and that was a, I think it was a Friday show because they went, they were heading to Knoxville after, um, there's no four tens in the area. So I would be a little concerned about having a full field of four tens for that. Well, want to, want to place a little wager here on the podcast tonight, well, Brad? What's, what's going to happen oh. is there's going to be, because it is the high limit series and, and people want to see us succeed. There's going to be teams that are coming to support it. So. Well, I think um, you'll definitely get the Knoxville. We might even get Tad Hallman in a little 360 out there trying to make the show. No Brad, offense, Brandon Tad, but talked I hope him not. I, hope I mean, I hope, we, I hope that's not the case. I hope Brad or Tad brings out a 360 and is running in a C main yeah. because we have that many cars. But, you know, but I have heard some 305 drivers looking for 360 engines to race in the, the alley memorial race. Just, you know, and that shows the sign that they're, they're going to commit, you know, to make this, this be a, an event. And maybe an event for the future that it's multiple years, not just a one year, hey, tribute to Stuart. Maybe it could be the second, the third. And the I know we're I know we're focusing on that on that Stuart Alley Memorial Race just because it is Eagle Raceway and you know, we're we're fans of Eagle Raceway and three sixties on there, but there's an eleven race schedule out there that they put out for the Melbourne Bank Bank three sixty sprint cars. Uh and six of them are in Nebraska. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you got you got tracks that don't normally run sprint cars. Harlan, Iowa, out there, yeah. Shelby County Speedway. They just re- reconfigured their racetrack this past season. Had some sprint car shows out there towards the end of the year, and I heard they went really well. I kind of want to make the trip up there and go check that place out. Deschler, I've never been there. Their County Speedway, I have never, ever to, been there. To be honest, that's the only sprint car race I ever left before I saw an A feature. Why? It was, it was, it was a day show. Well, there's and, a problem right there. And... Uh, Deschler ran the show completely. It was horrible. Uh, there would be one heat race of two hobby stocks, and then the next heat race would have seven hobby stocks, and they would run like two races, and then they'd water the track, and then they would have to work it in. And I sat there for Was like, it just a 
poorly ran event. Yeah, it was. It had nothing to do with the sprint cars. It was just completely the track, a day show. They watered it way too often. Uh, they spent more time working the water in the track because when the track is sealed over, water doesn't really seep in too much. It just runs so, down. The, yeah, to the middle. and and so it was horribly ran. And that's uh, one of the, that's the only time I ever left a sprint car race without seeing a feature, whether it's a B or an A. I saw heat races and then I left because it was it was terrible. Was it one of the traveling series that was it was the there? NSCA way back when? So that was back when Rodney, Rodney Drought probably won it. And and we talked about it with Rodney when he was on the podcast a year ago. And Rodney was he he had nothing to do with the show and he was just as discouraged about it. Um, so I really hope. I mean, I, I, I was surprised to see Thera County on the schedule, but man, I, I'm excited just for the fact that it's another 360 sprint car race in Nebraska. So hopefully they learned and uh, Kaziski's will have something to say about track prep and they'll they'll get it taken care of this year. A couple of shows out there at Off-Road Speedway. That's another yeah. racetrack I haven't I've been, to. been to. I want to get to that, that track. Yeah. And so is it called off-road? Because I'm assuming they must have like a motocross type track out there as well. Is that why it's more geared? I don't know. Maybe that? you got it off, off the road. So they're all, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I don't know why they, because it just seems odd road. for a, a dirt yeah. racing thing that, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Park Jefferson's back and that's another reconfigured racetrack. It's been a while since I've been out there. Last time I was out there, it was still the uh, big old half mile. Yeah. Uh, sounds like they're doing a lot of improvements. Doing, yeah, improvements out there. Putting a, putting an RV campground out there, uh, redoing the the club seating and all that sort of stuff. Building so. a lake. They're digging out of they're digging out the dirt. And little fishing hole. Lake. <laughs> Perfect for you. So there's an RV campground right oh, there. There you go. Yeah. Get in a lake and bring out your boat. Go do a little. Boat's gone. Say so you don't have the boat anymore. You don't have the boat anymore. Sold that boat. Maybe a kayak. <laughs> I got a kayak. <laughs> so you got all a right. Kayak. Bring out bring out the little <laughs> kayak. Do a little camping out there and go racing in the evening time. Sounds like, I mean, did you buy this racetrack? And are you the one putting it in all the way? So that's where his campers at. For I some will reason. never own a racetrack. <laughs> no, but whoever bought it, man, they're really, really updating it and cleaning it up. So yeah, that's that's pretty pretty cool. It's only like two and a half hours away from from uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. So, and we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, Beatrice Speedway. Uh, that's that's I'm actually looking really looking I'm really forward looking to that for one. That too. That's I think that'd be a fun event to go see. So are any of these races um, going to be streamed at all? Or is it? No. no. Is, I'm assuming it was Unfortunately, Josh, you might have to get off the couch and go out to it. the racetrack. Well, I know for sure I'll go to that Eagle race and Beatrice race at the end, but but I, I, that's quite the haul. Isn't Deschler's what? I mean, I've been to that race once for the NSC. I'm going to say two, two hours away. Oh, wow. That's not a haul. That's a little country drive. Everything's a country drive from my house because we live in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, there's no easy way to get there from here. I mean, you go to Beatrice and head west or you go to York and head south. So it's Fairbury. Uh, I'm a little surprised. I'm, I, granted, I, there were some comments out there that was no McCool Junction on the, on the schedule. Yeah. Um, I think that's just because they are reopening after, after uh, Delmer was sick. Mm-hmm. So I give them a year and if they uh, do a 2024. 360 sprint car schedule i would not be surprised to see mccool back on that on that schedule yeah i hope delmer gets that track going again i always liked running down there it's like 45 minutes away from lincoln and um racing was a little it's hit or miss mess. so yeah good thing we jinx <laughs> but yeah it was it was uh, i hope they get that going we can always always use a racetrack around here so, uh, who did the chili bowl pool out of the three of us? You, you, the only <laughs> one that cared about it. 
The only one that wanted to throw away money. I didn't want to donate $40. I was doing well for the podcast until last night when Buddy wrecked. That kind of hurt. <laughs> it hurt but, a lot of people. But there was a guy last night that scored a 490 something, like 91.7. So he barely missed one car. Like that means you you were playing the odds of the opposite of what you should play. I mean that that it's just nuts how some of these guys are always on the top and they're usually drivers or race car drivers is I'm assuming they just know the talent maybe and know how good some of these guys in the group six, group seven. They are. probably have a subscription to driptracker.com and use the analytics that uh I Justin used Fieler. that. Did I spent have- I spent four hours doing ours. Did you spend the money for a subscription? No. There you go. I, I couldn't. I, I thought about doing that. So my so here's, here's so not only is it forty dollars. Josh was too cheap to spend the extra four ninety nine to get a month subscription to Dirt Tracker. So my strategy was, and this sounds stupid, but I use pick guys that I know and pick somebody no, else. No, I've done that and I've done horrible. So what I did is <laughs> I I looked up everybody in every group and how they did last year, and if they've won a midget race or they've been a lot of top fives. So it made it easier when you're picking group six and group seven, when you're picking guys, you really don't know most of them. And they're actually probably more talented than you know. So like the guy that went last night, who's in group six, who I still don't know very well. And Brandon knows him, I guess, personally, probably. That, who, who doesn't know Hank Davis? Would you have picked Hank Davis? Davis? Out of a group six, who was in the group All with right, them? So I, I didn't know Hank Davis. I guess he was in group four. Group okay, four who's in the group with Hank? Braden Lynch. Okay. Uh, Justin Zimmerman. Jed Seesum. I can't pronounce some of these names. Seesum. Isaac K- Chapel, Kinzer Edwards. Cameron Key. Preston Loomis. And Hank Davis. Okay. Would you, would you have picked him? I would have, honestly, I would have picked uh, Braden Lynch out of that old group. And uh, Damien Gardner fucked him. <laughs> that's, that's who I ended up picking was Braden Lynch. Too. Oh. That was one of my guys. Yeah, Braden Lynch would be the guy that I picked. Braden's a good kid. I've seen him race out here quite a few times out here with uh, USAC when they are at Fairbury and uh, and Bloyd in that area. So Braden's a good kid. I would have picked Braden. So let, let's means we're kind of touching on that. Let's go to that topic. What was the difference between Damien's blatant takeout move on Lynch versus Davis and uh, Pickens? What are you? What's the difference between those two? Payback. Gardner got uh, got uh, sent to the back of the of the, of the field. Davis didn't, and Davis ended up winning the feature. What's why do you think the Chili Bowl never made that call on Davis, but they did on? Honestly, I do not remember the Davis one. The um, hard thing is, it wasn't to the point that you he didn't slide bomb him from South Africa. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty blatant of what he did. In my opinion, that's the only reason. Garner blatantly went in really, really hard, slid across the track really aggressively, and took out um, Lynch. Yes. And it was was a very, very aggressive move. Now, the Davis one, Pickens tried basically – almost punted him a, a lap or two before and Davis just returned the favor. Davis's move wasn't, didn't seem like it was nearly as aggressive as Garner's was. And that's why I think that they didn't call it. Plus they may have said Pickens, 
you reap what you sow and you, you, you almost did the same thing to him, but he hit the brakes and that's the only difference. So that's why I don't, there's a lot of people that are uproar. Why would you disqualify or uh, put uh, Garner in the back and not, uh, not Davis. But I think the circumstances were a tad bit different in the two and uh, Pickens uh, tried to hit punt Davis and Davis hit the brakes and turned it under and Davis slid him, and 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 Pickens could have done the same thing, and he'd he'd still be racing. Well, he might have been in the top two or three, and you know, be locked into at least the B feature on a Saturday night. Pickens to me, he's just such an aggressive driver that yeah. Josh sends us a message. Pickens just drives over his head. <laughs> and like, then I watched the replay. I'm like, what are you talking about? But uh, the Damian Gardner one, it was just so blatant. What shit. What are your thoughts Damian on Damian Gardner? On, hit everything but the. Pace truck well, yesterday. Said yeah, because Sammy did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts on if okay the Damien Gardner one? Yeah, it's a bad slide job. Do you think there would be more outrage if it was a a kid in a you know um, rent a ride basically a high dollar rent a ride? Uh, it depends if he was semi known or not. I don't know. I don't think so. I would mean, it be would it be more of these kids can't drive? F these kids? Blah blah blah. Oh, they don't observe would, out you, there. You would read that some of that, but yeah. But, you know, I think that surprisingly, at least in my opinion, there was a lot of support for Davis, a lot more support for Davis than than Pickens. Because a lot of people said Pickens could have hit the brakes. Um, so uh, there's a lot of a lot of people said stuff about Garner, but not too many people said there were some people that said stuff about Davis. But uh, uh, a lot of people were, were supporting Davis. And same thing, hey, Pickens reaped what he sowed. I mean, if you don't want to get punted, don't punt. And yeah. uh Pickens drives just as hard as that. I mean, it's not like he's he is not one to mix it up like that. I mean, Spencer Basin, there was a couple times he checked up in his race. I mean, it wasn't like you can tell the guys and that know what they're doing. Not that they know what they're doing, but they, they understand the situation that they're in as opposed to it's just hammer the gas and let's see what happens. I mean, that to me, it just shows the 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 – poise a driver has you know what i mean as opposed to gardner who's just gassing it and i just want to get to the front i'll get there any way i can get there well i'm sure garner went in there thinking i'm going to get this spot and he's going to have to hit the brakes to to avoid anything and it just didn't happen and but then gardner he caused that crash that uh that ended up taking buddy kofoid because he ran over a car going into the corner. Oh, that's and true. And Garner slid that. up to the fence, and then there was another car behind Garner, and then left Kofoid nowhere to go. So um, Kofoid uh, um, rode the fence and then ended up breaking yeah, the front end. he tried to ride the fence. Yeah. He did it. He didn't flip, but he just broke the front end. So so I asked Brandon this before you got here, Brad, is do you think if Kofoid would have just mashed the brakes and just kind of slid into them, would he have been better off than trying to do what he did where he went around this, tried to go I around think, it? I think it would probably, he could have. Been the hindsight is yeah. yes, but I mean, at that point, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. He, right. he would have come back and finished 13th instead. So he would have been in the D feature instead of the F feature or whatever he is, the E feature. So. Hey, you know what this, uh, you know what this means though? We have an alpha, alphabet soup race going on yeah, on Saturday. It'll definitely be, yeah. yeah. He would have been better off to, to lock it up and slide into him and, Hope nothing broke and started at the rear, and but uh, but he's not there to to finish in the D feature. He wants to win, and the only I'm his, here to kick ass it, and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Do what he did. So, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll wrap things up when we come back. Hello, and welcome to the Amazing Pizza Machine, Omaha's award-winning play and buffet experience. 
with over 60,000 square feet of indoor food and fun. First, feast your eyes on this. Our amazing buffet is packed full of delicious choices and is super convenient for families, groups, and folks of all ages. Yes, pizza is our middle name, but our unlimited buffet has so much more. And for the 21 and older club, we serve beer and wine available by the glass. Our amazing arcade is one of the largest in the Midwest and is something for all ages, with over 170 of the latest and greatest video and arcade games, as well as rides and attractions. Voted Omaha's best family entertainment center and best place for birthday parties, the amazing pizza machine is the perfect destination for any celebration, and we hope to see you soon. Join Stars photographer BA and Off Ice official Gene Cotter for Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We'll re talk with your favorite Lincoln Stars players, coaches, and alumni. Well, it was a great night, yeah. Beat, beat them in their own rink just before the buzzer. It was something special for sure. I don't, I don't want to call it a surprise because I knew that there was uh, a great, rich history for hockey here in Lincoln, but uh, I, was, I was really happy to see. The fans come back in droves and and be such a great supporter for us. I might have to throw my roommate on the bus. Uh oh. I think Sato doesn't have the best tape jobs. He actually just spray painted all his sticks white um, on the bottom of them. I think uh, he's copying some some NHL or he's looking up to. But I don't know. I think it's dusty. I think a lot of guys think it's sick though. <laughs> to let him in penalty minutes back before they handed out those little. 10-minute wussy misconducts on everything. But 265, <laughs> Thunderstruck the podcast, all season long, right here on the Anchor app, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I, I along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that <laughs> added. To the, I want that added. <laughs> What are you shaking your head now for? I'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year. Well, so far, finger guns has meant Sam shut up. So. Yeah, that's that's not helping. I'm trying to process. Okay. Check out the Dump and Chase podcast every Wednesday on Western Reserve Radio, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen, that like was frightening. <laughs> Welcome back to Quick Time, the podcast. Guys, uh, anything else before we wrap things up on this uh, Chili Bowl prelim night? Well, uh, if anybody's watching the Chili Bowl here on Wednesday night, I'm sure they're not too happy because their flow subscription is not playing the Chili Bowl, as we found out before we went Just to pay break. your internet bill. My internet is working <laughs> just fine. You sure? We're, we're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, I mean, this, the water tower, maybe somebody's knocked down the service but we don't get that anymore. Uh, one thing I want to say, I'm really impressed with uh, Spencer Baston. Uh, he's, he doesn't drive midgets. He doesn't drive non-wing. And look look what his Chili Bowl has been this year so far. Uh, he's been very, Pretty very damn impressive. Good. Yeah. So there's always that question, who's better sprint car drivers, wingers or non-wingers? But it looks like to me the wingers can go down to the non-wings and do pretty well, but the non-wingers don't generally move up to the wings and, and do very well. 
I mean, we'll Jack, find out Jack tomorrow. Hodgshild won the Mopar Million in uh Yeah, in but Jack, Jack's a... There's no buts. He's a wing sprint car driver. <laughs> but he ran non-wing for a long freaking time. Well, they all did, but... Um, yeah, well, the what, old guys what is did. He known as though, but but look, I mean, Sammy, the he's badass. A, he's that's a, what Hot's known for. That's true. Um, Basin's doing great. Uh, well, we'll get Rico, to see Rico. I mean, it looks you can make a better argument for the wing guys uh, taking the wing off are better non-wing drivers than wing non-wing drivers putting a wing on and becoming a wing racer. Tyler Courtney, that's one. Can you name two? I don't know many drivers, so now this, Hunter Hunter's rating. coming around. Hunter's good. Hunter, Hunter sure is pretty good, but you, you can't base make that case. Did not, base flu didn't do a whole um, lot. Wyndham struggling. Kyle Larson, what would you rate him at? <laughs> he's he's every, every god, jack of all <laughs> trades. But Wyndham's struggling. He's he's not very. I don't want to say he's not competitive, but he's not not competitive. If that KT. makes any sense, huh? KT not. He's tried. And now he's back to non-wing racing. Buddy. Jake Bubach, he had a good night last night. He's a sprint he's car a guy. Wing, he's a wing driver. Though. We're talking about non-wing guys moving up to wing oh, guys. Oh, yeah. my bad. Join the conversation here, Josh. Yeah. Damn it. Buddy. Buddy. Buddy, yeah. Well, what would you say Riley, Riley Kreisel? He's a non-wing guy. Well, but Buddy, uh, he started in the wing sprint cars in California. So that doesn't equal... So, I mean, that's a, that's a debate tool. I mean, you can make criteria and argue about it all day long, but it just, in my opinion, today it looks like um, the the wing or wing drivers can drop down to the non wings and be more productive than the non wing guys moving up to the wings and 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 being productive. Because, but anyway, getting back to my statement, based and he's had a pretty impressive uh, chili bowl so far. So, um, well. Kind of excited to see how he ends up on on Saturday because he's very aggressive. He's smooth. He's got a good car. He's fast. So uh, it'll be cool to see how he he comes out Friday or Saturday night. That, yeah, I agree. You got nothing, Josh. Do you? I got, got nothing. nothing. All right, we'll see everybody next week. See ya. <laughs> Three,